Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. And welcome into the Bradley Basin Studio. Today we got a special episode of Smooth Operators. We're going to be diving into the Aussie Grand Prix. Take a look at some thoughts, early thoughts we have over the past three races and looking at the TV ratings as well as that fourth section, which I've already forgot about. The changing of the sprint format for oh, Baku. Yes, because yes, I did a sprint logo. Yes, you did. I did. But yes, again, once we again, we are back here in the Bradley Basin studio. It's time for Smooth Operators. Joined alongside Griggs Blankenberg, Noah Phillips, and our guest today, Danner Drake. Danner, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Griggs? Doing good. We're waiting on Ben. He should be here in a couple minutes. He's running a little bit behind schedule, feeling a little under the weather today. Yeah. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and just get right into the action. So the Formula One Rolex Australian Grand Prix 2023 happened on uh, Sunday morning, I guess you could say, at midnight Central Standard Time, where Max Verstappen took the victory in the 25 points, finishing in first place with a lap with a time of 2 hours, 32 minutes, 38 seconds, .371 as well. But that's not the story of the race. It's also with Lewis Hamilton fishing in second with 18 points, Fernando Alonso 15 points in third, Lance Stroll finishing fourth, Sergio Perez in fifth after starting 20th, Lando Norris finishing 6th, the first points for McLaren. Nico Hulkenberg of Haas finishing 7th. Oscar Piastri of McLaren scoring his first Formula 1 points of the season and of his career at his home race in Australia. Guan Yu Zhou of Alfa Romeo finishes in ninth, And rounding out the points is Yuki Sonoda of AlphaTauri. So now all teams have officially earned points in this F1 season. Along with Valtteri Baltas and Carlos Sainz finishing the race, the rest of the grid did not. They did not. A whole lot of DNFs yes. over there in Melbourne. Yes, three red flags ties the most ever for a Formula One race. It felt like we saw a red flag right around an average of every 15, 30 minutes, it kind of felt like, because that lap time for Max Verstappen, two hours, is not meaning. It's from when they started the race until he finished it. So they're including the red flag time. Hmm. Man, that's a lot of time to be on the air. For Sky Sports, ESPN, even with the uh, 12 o'clock start sum here in the United States for Central. So it would be 11 o'clock over there in the east, 1 o'clock in the Rockies. No, it would be 1 a.m. in the no. – It would be 1 a.m. in, in the Eastern. Rockies. No. no. It goes right to left. Right. You are correct, yeah. Yeah, so it would have been 1 a.m. Eastern. But, yes, very late time for that – Fastest lap of the race went to Sergio Perez in the Red Bull on lap 53, going around in 1 minute 20 seconds, point two three five. That was the fastest lap of the day. And here he comes. Oh, my gosh. He's joined the studio. It is, he's Hello. here. That man does not look well. Welcome. He looks tired. And it is, once again, our good friend, as we call him, Ben McClurkin, has now joined us. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Um, you don't sound glad to be here. It's a little bit of a gravelly episode of smooth operators sounds like mm. i just chugged a bag of rocks but it's cool welcome welcome, welcome to me 
Welcome to Ben. Welcome to Ben. Yes. Main attraction, Ben McClurkin. But yes, we were talking about the race, how the three red flags tie the most ever in a Formula One Grand Prix race. Yeah. That was insanity. Um, What was the last one? The last one was the red flag that they finished under. No, the last race with three red flags. Oh. Um, I believe that was Canada 2011. Let's look that up. I will look that up. Fact check that. Yeah, I think Jensen Button won from last place. Um, the last <laughs> uh, hold on list of red flagged. Formula that was the one. longest race. I don't know if that's the most red flags. We'll say that. I'm trying to figure out that now. Just keep talking about stuff. Um, yeah. So, I mean, have we talked about the French Civil War yet? We have uh, not. If you want to talk about that. Yeah. A bit. So, well, under the final lap of racing, uh, Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly took each other out. Yes. And yes, they did. I mean, I was talking about that very early on in the season, but I think their relationship is going to turn frosty by the end of the year. You Just, think? Yeah, I think it'll be very fast. Hmm. I think um, frosty they, Frenchman. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Oh, sorry, that was the first race in F1 history to see three red flags. So yes. it stands alone. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, but you were right. The uh, 2011 Canadian Grand uh, Grand Prix was over four hours. It's yeah. the longest in history. I watched all of it. It was a commitment. You watched when? Uh, in, in 2011. 2011? <laughs> no. I have. <laughs> I know you were watching it then. I have a website that I go to to watch classic F1 races if I get bored and there's no racing on. So a these next say. three weeks. It's uh, overtakefans.com. Um, Are you sure you have? No, no, we don't. No, no, we no. have no sponsors. No, no but that's my source of information. I'm not plugging them at all. Make sure you have an ad blocker um uh, if you yeah. do so to decide to use that website but yes but going after the story so we have eight cars who do not finish the race yeah what is going to be the main takeaway from this race really just the dominance of red bull or just the chaos that had ensued after it <laughs> i mean max was so good that he fell asleep while driving in yeah. the last <laughs> corner <laughs> and then pulled out the same gap that he had on uh lewis before i mean he could win these races in his sleep but mm-hmm. also have we talked about just how poorly mishandled that race was? We have not yet. Okay. Well, I mean, let's 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 talk about that for a little bit. Like, was it necessary to really have that last racing lap, or or should we have, for the safety of the field, finished under a safety car and not allowed for people to be sending it on cold tires that are worn cold tires but at the end of the, the race. But where's the fun in that? Exactly. Yeah. There's no drama. Michael Massey appears from the clouds, <laughs> looks down upon it, and says all is well. Reincarnated by the CIA, Michael Massey shows up again. He was at the race, too. He was. He was. Makes a lot of sense. So was this the first one he, that he was at this year? Yeah. This is the first one he's been at since, at since 2021. Coincidence? First F1 race. Coincidence? I think not. I think he had his slimy little fingers on that race. It's all over it. Michael, no. But it's kind of no, funny Michael. how it, it took eight cars being knocked out from McLaren to even score points. I that's know. crazy. Hey, but Oscar Pastry got his first points. Yeah, that's good, yeah. For, good for the bread man. After he had multiple, after he had a red, um, uh, two DNFs? There was. There was a DNF and then dead last, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe that was Gasly. What were, there were, what were eight, his ra- there were eight D- DNFs. Yeah. Yeah. So very. Very interesting there. No, was but Alpine I was asking, like, what are Oscars? No, Williams and Alpine. Oscars oh. finishes. Double DNA. Uh, Oscars was finished fourth in this last race. Oh, yeah. 
Or no, sorry, he finished eighth, eighth. so four points. Yeah. yeah. Norris finished sixth. What were his previous results, like a DNF? DNF and in Bahrain, and then I think third. Near the back of the grid. Yeah, yeah it was like 18th or something. Uh, looking at him now. And then it was um, it was 15th in uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Did y'all see that Fernando called Mercedes doing really well? He predicted that before the weekend. Like last Thursday, M- Mercedes did. They're like, we're sorry for making such a terrible car. And Fernando goes, <laughs> nah. So sorry that we have the third fastest car on the grid. Yeah, we are so sorry. It's, you know what? Sorry to the fans. It's the classic uh, something feels off in my car or my tires are dead. I don't know. Yeah, Ferrari, Ferrari reference? Literally. I mean, you didn't see Red Bull writing a, or Ferrari, Ferrari writing an apology letter to their fans after Mercedes swept for seven years in a row. Made everything miserable for everyone. You didn't helped. see anybody apologizing. It's just Mercedes's fan base in some is cut in some yeah. dark corners of the web. Not all Mercedes fans. I've got a lot of friends. The team, the team LH, the Twitter yeah, team LH game. Like the the people who are super, uh, uh, yeah, super crazy about it, and basically are the Alabama football fans of Formula One. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Real tad. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, you cannot say or it on this radio. Whoa, whoa, we're going to get states, kicked off. Ohio yeah. State or Michigan whoa. fans. Like, the only bright spot in their dreary lives is when Lewis Hamilton does better than everyone else. Yeah, and they, otherwise, not, their their lives are ruined. And They've not had a lot of happiness recently. No. And it just reminds me of the rage faces from, like, the 2010s. But just, nonetheless, though, this wasn't a boring race by any means. No. It was, a great race to watch. It was very entertaining, even though it was one thirty in the morning when the second red flag came out. Hey, we were mm. still having a good time. We were having a good time. We were having a good time, though. It was it was, it was a very late race. It wasn't it wasn't, late it wasn't race. Uh, Suzuka last year. I'd rather oh have my this. Word. I'd rather was, have this every week at twelve a.m. race than six a.m. Yes. Yeah, every single day. Do you I'll get up that. for the six a.m. races? I do. Yeah, but I'd much oh, rather just stay that's awake. Commitment. I'd rather oh, just stay awake than go to sleep. Well, because I'm used to it with soccer and stuff as well. Yeah. I'm used to it by now. Waking up for sports. With Speaking your, your of, Griggs is so soccer. dedicated to all of his sports that he has the Masters on his computer right now. As I am a business Whoa. major, as per requirements of the Harvard, Harvard College business. <laughs> right. That is not you a have requirement. To, <laughs> you have you to have watch to the, watch the Masters, Masters during class. And if dress it was, up in polos during, during that week. If it was a requirement, I would be failing. Because <laughs> I do not watch golf. I don't but, know. Yeah. When you look at this leaderboard, really, in this top, let's say, like, what surprised you most? I mean, Perez going from P20 to P5 is pretty impressive. Not that, a shock, you know? though. That did is true. Did you say he had the fastest lap? I thought Max took it at the end. No, no Perez, Perez did. On lap 53. Okay. I guess I'm... Max had 25. So he didn't yeah, get it. 25 yeah, 25 is the... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a pretty close gap at the end of Max. I mean, wasn't no, it no. under a safety car, though? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because yeah, I was about to say... They finished under a safety car. Yeah, that's why it signs his penalty and got him all the way to the back. Hulkenberg almost got a podium. He did. They in hospital appeal <laughs> for it. And it didn't work. It didn't no, work. No, they they weren't doing that to get Hulk the podium back. They did that because they wanted to say like, "Hey, you guys are messing this up again. Like, mm-hmm. get it sorted." They already got that appeal struck down. Yeah. Oh, a while, it, it a was immediate. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. I thought they like started it. Was, it, like, it was yesterday. before they even started packing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Like they were, they were very quick to say, mm, "Not really gonna fly." But I mean, if you want, if you want to talk about the consistency of FIA and race control, like you should be allowed to question that. And props to Haas for saying, "Hey guys, that just doesn't seem right to us." And the, 
In the words of Lewis Hamilton, this feels manipulated, man. Yeah, or whatever. However, Just like Team Hendrick. Maybe. However, that is going to do it for our talk on the Australian Grand Prix. When we come back after break, we're talking about the early thoughts of the season. We're going to get everyone's in here opinions on what we think so far through Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, and Australia. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the Bradley Basin Center for Smooth Operators. Me and the boys are going to be jumping into our thoughts after these first three races of Bahrain, Jeddah, and Australia this past weekend. Before any of y'all ask me about Ferrari, <laughs> I'm going to say that y'all just like making fun of me, don't y'all? We don't. It's like one of them Italian clowns. Oh, you're a Ferrari fan. I am. I, I'm sorry. Ferrari. I, I'm what sorry happened? about that. So before we even start talking about this, I'm okay. just going to say that instead of talking about Ferrari, which makes me sad, I'm going to talk about something that makes me happy. Auburn Lacrosse will be playing tonight <laughs> at 6 o'clock. Shameless plug. Live on Legal 91.1 FM's YouTube channel. You can check it out on YouTube if you feel so inclined. <laughs> There you go, folks. That's your shameless plug to avoid me talking about how sad I am. Well, actually, Ferrari. actually, We're it's, still it's not Ferrari. a plug. It's not a plug. It's not a plug. Plugs are not allowed. I'm gonna come over there and plug you, son. Ah. Whoa, whoa. He's gonna yeah. Yeah. At him. He's gonna jump over the table. I'm not really. Hey, save it for WWE. GL. I'm not really okay with that, to be honest. Uh, okay. Moving on, let's go ahead and just look at what's going on so far. So let's look at the driver standings first off. First and first place with 69 points. <laughs> It is Max Verstappen of Red Bull Racing, having won two races already. In second place, his teammate, Sergio Checo Perez, with 54 points, having won in Saudi Arabia. Following in third is Fernando Alonso, who has secured three back-to-back P3 performances already throughout the season. He's in 45th for Aston Martin. In fourth place, it is Sir Lewis Hamilton of Mercedes with 38 points. Carlos Sainz of Ferrari with 20. Lance Stroll of Aston Martin with 20 as well. Latte boy George Russell in 7th with 18 points for Mercedes. Lando Norris in 8th place with 8 points. Nico Hulkenberg in top 10, having 6 points already. He is in ninth place. And Charles Charles Leclerc with 6 points already mm. through 3 races. He's averaging 2 points a race. It's pretty good if you ask me. Ferrari if you, if you were an well. uh, Avatari driver. And for Ferrari, he is in 10th. And, yeah, I can care less about everyone else. Everyone scored a point except... Uh, Logan Sargent and Nick DeVries. Wow. So are you going to hire Nico over Charles Leclerc? They're going to cancel the longest contract in history in F1. No, you can't look at us. You have to look at us when when we're doing the show. You can't just look at your computer. No, I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. I can walk out. No, make eye contact. I I can walk out just like I did on WWGL. Look at me, Noah. Look at me. I can't look at you. There's a computer screen in the way. Oh, you can move. No, I can't. Mess up the mic. Back to Formula One. I'm looking at you now. <laughs> um, let's go through the drivers, uh, the team standings real quick. In first place is Rebel Racing with 123 points. They're in first place, winning all three races so far. In second place is Aston Martin with 65 points. Third, Mercedes with 56. Ferrari in fourth with 26. McLaren in fifth with 12. Alpine in sixth with eight. Haas in seventh with seven. Alfa Romeo in eighth with six. Alvatari in ninth with one, and Williams in tenth with one. Mm. Man, is it just me, or so far is the the grid like 
the top three teams and then Ferrari kind of chasing them and then everybody else is like a lap down. Well, it's yeah. not even that. That's how it usually is. It's like Red Bull is a lap up from everybody else. <laughs> and then it's your two teams. And then it's Ferrari. And then it's the rest of the group. So who's yeah. winning that uh, P4, P5 battle between Ferrari and McLaren? Uh, hopefully <laughs> Ferrari. I don't know. I think McLaren got lucky in Australia. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah, they managed and grass is green. They is that a, their only points? <laughs> grass is green. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's. And they had double points. Seems like a one-off. Ferrari. Charles Leclerc will get his act together. Maybe. Or, yeah, you know, I mean, he's maybe. just had bad luck yeah, so he'll, far. It's he's got he's he'll figure DNF it out. twice, right? Yeah. And got and has like a fifth place or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Ferrari will Ferrari will separate themselves from McLaren, and I don't know if they'll be Mercedes <laughs> though. That's a tough call to make. It's more of a battle for P two than. P3, Ferrari might find a way to Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> they, even though they I don't know if they're I don't know if they're gonna You heard it here first. Do folks. Than P4. You heard it here first. Ferrari finishes P ten in the constructors. P, well P four. Wow. They're a they're a strong contender for, for P4. No, they are. They're they're locked in in fourth, I think. I think you're right. Unless Alpine can put aside their differences with their two French drivers. Goodness. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think Alpine has the car this year for fourth. They don't. They're just holding on right now, again because Carlos got, um, did dirty. Uh, <laughs> that was that. That was kind of unfair because they didn't penalize Sargent. They pen, didn't penalize Esteban or Pierre. That's why they're appealing it right now, though. Still, they're still appealing it. Oh my goodness, dude. Well, they, I think they lost a new appeal the other day. The race control people have got to get their act together. Either call or give penalties to everybody who does the same thing, or don't. Michael Massey did not have this problem. <laughs> fact or fiction? That's a fact. fact. One, wow. oh, there's a one little human error problem with one event, but it Otherwise, probably didn't, it, it probably, seemed pretty good. It yeah. probably didn't have an effect on anything. I mean, other than Belgium, two years ago, y'all Belgium hear Lando Norris say Lewis? Uh, he was like pointing at a helmet. And he goes, "This is from Lewis's eighth World Drivers Championship," and then he stops and just looks straight at the ground. He's on like a, one of his Twitch streams. Oh my goodness! So if Max and Lando aren't taking pictures anymore on Instagram, well, there you go. That's why. There's your reason. But so far through this year, which race? Well, I'm just gonna. Which race have you guys been most entertained with so far? Australia for me. Ooh, Australia mm. was really good. Just I, the amount of chaos it had. I really. loved watching Saudi Arabia though. Australia was just fun because we got to watch it live. Yeah, I watched I watched Saudi Arabia a little bit live, but yeah. mostly watched the recorded version, which was still really. I mean. I didn't check the results or anything. I made sure that I got it as close to a real experience as yeah. I could. Bahrain was fun watching that uh, Aston Martin success translate to actual points. Yeah, the hype train was real. I loved I love being validated by that, <laughs> like seeing Aston Martin do well. And I think we all predicted it a little bit after preseason. Mm. Like we all kind of sat around and were like, "This could be this could be something real." This could, yeah. I mean, we are journalists. I mean, we do we do typically. Are we award winning journalists? Well, me and Noah me are. And Noah are. Oh, you said me. Did you just say me and Noah? Me and are? Noah. Yeah, I did. Me and Noah. Are. Noah and Noah. Noah and, and Noah. Noah are award-winning uh. journalists. Uh, I'll probably say my favorite race has been Australia, hmm. just because I like the track just a little bit more than Jetta. I know that's probably a wrong opinion, but no opinions are wrong. That one. Well, except when they are. Except that one. Well, yeah. You people do not respect what do you mean? me at all. What do you, what do you mean, mean by you, you people? people? The people I share this podcast with. Okay. okay. 
I mean, we're just stating the facts as journalists. We're not. We're supposed to be unbiased. We're just talking about the big news, which is Ferrari just not being that good right well, now. Well, you know, it, it's going to turn around. All right, it's not par for the course for Ferrari for the last decade. Golf term, nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're doing pretty. They're doing pretty good. Or well, not for the last. Well. <laughs> Yeah, for the last decade, pretty much. They're besides, right on, they're right on track. Besides Kimi Räikkönen's championship run yeah. in 2013. Wait, yeah, so it would be the last decade. <laughs> if it was before Coda 2020. Now we're just making fun of though, and I, I feel bad. It. All right, let's move on. So, which besides like the big containers, the big names so far, who have you guys been most impressed with? It can be a team or a driver so far. Just someone you didn't expect to be in this position where they're always at. Mm. Nico. You yeah. expect hmm. he might snag a podium. I mean, he could if there's another slaughterhouse race like Australia. Nico could he could be up there. Yeah, it'd have to happen sooner rather than later though, because Haas is not gonna Haas mm. is gonna start to drag behind in their development. Yeah, because they never develop their car during the season. <laughs> it's only two years before the season. Yeah, so they're working on their 2025 car right now. Um, I'm I'm impressed with Lance Stroll. Hmm. Yeah, he's done really well. I mean, they literally gifted him the second fastest car, and like, listen, don't gifted stroll it up. Hey, his dad earned it. His dad earned it. <laughs> but did but what? did Lance? But earn did it? Lance earn it? I mean, did I mean, Fernando. I believe uh, yes, yes, he did. Uh, debatable. I believe I mean, it took, when Lance gets took, a podium. He took the risk going from Alpine, who was fourth last year, to a seventh place team. I think he knew it was coming. That wasn't a gift. Yeah, that you was, think he knew something? You think? Alonzo knew something that we didn't. He already he knows a lot of stuff that <coughs> we don't. That's true. Yeah, and I was talking about it before. Before we went to uh, spring break, that Aston Martin's development and their their new facilities and stuff is going to really really change change things and break some ground. I mean, if they're performing third now, the other teams are going to probably throw more resources at what they have. But the teams that can't. Well, they're performing. They're in second right now. Yeah, I mean. They have a strong second place. They have a steady, steady third place finisher and a consistent fifth, sixth, seventh finisher. I mean, that's about what it would be between Red Bull about three or four years ago. Yeah. Who have you guys been most disappointed in so far? You can be driver or team. I'm going to have to go with the French Connection over there in Alpine. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. I really thought they'd be – closer to fourth to third right now instead of the sixth that they are right now but i mean really that's a fifth because mclaren's 12 points have not been earned they're kind of fluky kind of fluky yeah and you know with this civil war reenactment that's went on in australia it uh has not helped my confidence i get to talk about them this week because if i would have talked about them closer to the race week they would have been cursed Mm. but they kind of took care of that themselves But you didn't yeah. really, yeah. But you didn't do anything right then. Well, is the curse lifted? I don't no, know. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Are you superstitious, man? Superstitious? I don't know. Very superstitious. Thank you, Greg. We're gonna get copyright claim now because of that. No, we're not. Uh, uh-uh. Greg sang it in a different key, so it's fine. We'll be okay. Is well, we don't make money off this anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we do it for you guys. We do. We do it. We do it for the people. We're men of the people. Um, one more really question before we go to break. Who do you think will need to come out of the "quote unquote" mini same length as the summer break break with the most approved? Well, you're not allowed to work over the summer break, but who will come out with the most approved in the first race back? Okay, not this um, isn't the summer break. This is just a long break. Yeah, that thanks. Yeah. Shout out China. Thanks, China. Could have had Singapore, but anyways, um, 
I'm I'm expecting Mercedes to come back a little bit. They did say that they would come back in in that letter. Yeah, they did. They also are planning a visibly different car. So I'm very intrigued and I'm honestly rooting for their progress. I they bring so much entertainment to the sport. Like also I'd love to see people crawling out of the woodwork on Twitter, but you're not even on Twitter. I'm occasionally on Twitter. I'm on not Twitter enough. enough. You're not enough. Not enough. I'm on it. I'm on it um, enough to know how crazy it is. All right, no. What do you think? Um, Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, you know, I Short tried. I tried to be creative with it, but Greg took <laughs> the words out of my mouth. It <laughs> needs something to go right. Something quick. Mm, yeah. Mm. Danner. Huh. I think Checo's got a whole lot to prove. He. I mean, yeah, he won. A, he won that race, but that was Max starting from P15, and I mean, are we are we thinking about a like a Checo championship run here? I'd love that. Uh, That'd I think, be interesting. I, I think, would love that. Yeah, I mean, he if he can if he can keep up with Max, that'll be that'll be what really make this season exciting. Mm-hmm. And probably further down in the season as the card develops away from Checo and more towards Max, like yeah. it did last year. But which, this is, is smart. Would be smart for well, them. What's interesting yeah. is it's basically the same car, just better. Like well, they, and it's more still, geared towards Checo's preferences this year. Yeah, it is. So the more they develop it, we'll see what happens. If if they if they tune the characteristics to be more of an understeery car, Checo is going to do better, and Max will still be good enough, you know, to probably hold the lead most of the time. But I think he's got a real shot. I think he's got a real shot. I'm going to go with um, Carlos. I think he's got a good lead on Charles. And if Ferrari's true in saying we have no number one driver, this will be his best chance to show it when he and him are still driving together. So mm-hmm. he's got a good head start on Didn't that. Didn't he outscore Leclerc in 21? Ben? What? Did he outscore him in 21? Carlos? Yeah. I don't he think... did not? I don't no, think so. I don't no. think so either. Am I tripping? Maybe. All right, but that is going to do it for our discussion on our favorite or what we uh, ugh, words uh, our first three races of the season and our thoughts on that. When we come back, we have a little bit of ratings talk. We've not done this in a minute. How F one ratings are comparing to other sports in the world. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle ninety one point one FM. And welcome back into the Bradley Basin studio for Smooth Operators. For this segment, we're going to be talking about the thing that drives the world round, otherwise known as the TV ratings. So I'm going to start this one off by scrolling down and finding all these um, numbers are provided me by Racer.com. They usually are the people I go to to view it. Starting off, Formula One's ESPN live coverage or the race that started at 1 a.m. Eastern Time or 12 p.m. Central Standard Time for us here in Auburn, Alabama, averaged 0.3 and 556,000 viewers, which was less than ESPN's coverage of the race's qualifying session at the same time the previous day that had a Nielsen rating of 0.36 and 600. Uh, thousand five hundred. That's actually interesting. That qualifying outperformed the race. Okay, so I guess maybe it helped with the race being on. It was a Saturday evening, Friday 
something kept the channel on for qualifying. So what happened Friday night, I think that was the women's final four. So people kept their TVs on potentially. That's how it usually works with the Super Bowl. That's why the highest like rated like cable TV show every single year is the episode that premieres right after the Super Bowl. Just because well, people leave their TVs on. I thought the women's yeah. national championship was like in the morning. I could be wrong. No, that it was yeah. that night. I remember for Friday night. night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was the yeah, final yeah. four, not the national championship. But people oh, just yeah, kept yeah, their right, right. TVs on ESPN. But yeah, that's interesting. I mean, when you're getting in a race that late, you're not going to expect super, a lot of viewers in the United States. I mean, the no. fact that out qualify, I think we justified it with people keeping their TVs on and stuff. But yeah. the fact that it still got more in the race is actually quite surprising, really, even it being that time. The uh, Grand Prix is down slightly from last year's Australian Grand Prix with a Nelson rating of 0.34 and 568,000 viewers, which also aired on ESPN while this year's race was replayed on ESPN2 at 9.30 a.m. and gathered another 200,017,000 viewers. Huh. I mean, they're just still, like, again, that late time, especially on the Eastern time where the most TVs in America are on the Eastern time zone where you're trying to get that 1 a.m. gap. And then I don't know how they – if they just – if the number counts or if they turn it on for one second or they watch multiple minutes of it. Because I know for a fact that, like, I don't think many people were keeping their TVs on if they weren't a big F1 fan after 3 a.m. Well, it basically yeah. is what it starts as. And then ever so slightly it will usually drop out. Uh, depending on how good the program is, or add more, depending on how great the program is. Uh, I think with this one, it stayed at about uh, the number I just said of uh, 500,056,000 uh, viewers. Comparing it with NASCAR, which was the next day, over in ye old Richmond, Virginia, on FS1, averaged a 1.30 Nielsen rating and 2.3. 303 million viewers uh, from showbuzzdaily.com. That was down from the previous week's race at Coda, which was on Fox, with 1.8 on the Nielsen ra- 1.81 on the Nielsen rating and 3.129 million for the races last year, which aired on Fox. Mm. What are these Nielsen ratings? Nielsen yeah, ratings is so a select group of families are. Nielsen's basically mm-hmm. you get yep. like contacted by the Nielsen uh group and if you, whatever you watch is like oh the this is what this these family are watching you like it's have, basically you just have to, like, like get a per- real it yeah. like they add something to like your cable box that's okay. submits to see what you're like kind of watching so I think that's out of like I don't know how that works but yeah I mean it's still NASCAR is the dominant racing sport in America I mean that's pretty simple to think I mean they get the Sunday afternoon just spot like that and then you're going up against an F1 race with that. I mean, it, did a NASCAR have the same race going on last year during Miami? Because that'd be interesting to see like how that kind of lined up with each other. Um, I'm sure I can find it. It'll just take me a while. I don't remember exactly what race NASCAR was running. I was about to at say that time. it was on um, FS1, so not Fox. So if it was on Fox, that makes a little bit more sense if I can get it. Because ESPN yeah. still is a cable channel. You have to purchase that. Fox is on, I believe, every TV. So. That is a little bit different. That'll help with numbers. That's why it also I think it helped F1 last year. I think the biggest race ever watched in America was the Miami Grand Prix last year. Yes, since it was true. on ABC, and I believe that ABC also hosted the uh, Circuit of the Americas race last year as well. So I think that you'll see numbers like that go up more, especially with like because it does matter who buys cable and who doesn't. Because I know no, you don't have 
you don't have cable. cable. So the uh, real problem with it is the fact that it just goes on at the 12 o'clock, 12 a.m. time slot and, you know, the 930 the next morning with other races, you know, as early in the morning. People just don't wake up on Sunday. People that wake up on Sunday mornings are not watching races. Hmm. Uh, and that's basically the big problem with it. So the fact that they can still pull in a very hefty number with 556,000 is very, very impressive. And the uh, biggest obstacle that they talk about is the demographics of 18 to 49-year-olds. Pulled in more than half the live, live viewership with 324,000 viewers from that age group, while NASCAR only had uh, 457,000 viewers from its 2.3 million total. So the thing is with younger a younger demographic like this starting to build its fan base and really plant its foot in Formula One, those people will be watching for a lot longer than the old heads that are watching ye old stock car racing, driving around ovals. Um <laughs> So, the numbers F1 is pulling in is very, very impressive, considering not only the time slot they're in, but what they're having to compete against, not only with the uh, national championships earlier in the day, but just showing on ESPN. Hmm. Yeah, the ESPN thing will... I mean, that's what's going to be interesting to see how, like, the ratings will ever be affected if they go to streaming only. Because then, like, it's like the thing we talked about. They're not going to be – you can't leave your your TV on cable, like, on a show and it transition to F1. That's not the case. So I'm interested to see if that ever affects it because I do think it will affect the ratings. And then if they ever decide to go, you know what, let's go away from ESPN. Let's just do ESPN for qualifying and how about we just do ABC for the race. That would be an interesting thing that could I could I that would boost the numbers significantly as well. well but they then, did hold a race on ABC last year. True, but I think all, the old, all of the races held in uh, Central or Eastern time in America like during the day were on ABC. Exactly. Well, that's the problem, though, because it's like they have to compete with like the morning, Sunday morning shows right. on ABC. That's why they don't get that spot all the time. That's why like with Fox or NBC, whoever does NASCAR for that week, they'll usually have a better setup because they'll be um, – the one thing I will say that for the networks that do have NASCAR on it for their promotion, the week they have a race, they do a really good job promoting that. I will say that yeah, about NASCAR because like ESPN does not. ESPN does not do a really good job promoting Formula One. Not like Fox, as well as NBC, <laughs> I think it does a great job in the couple days leading up to the race, at least. Well, yeah. I'll say this: NBC, from what I understand, does not do the greatest job promoting IndyCar. Like I've seen a bunch of the commercials. Uh, its race at Texas Motor Speedway averaged a. 0.53 Nielsen rating and 830,000 viewers. That still beats F1. That was down from last year, though, by a heavier margin with the 954,000 marker. Mm. Wow, that's that's quite a lot of people. Mm. I mean, still, ratings-wise, that's I would say that's doing well for a cable network. I don't really know. Like, well, it's doing I don't good know for IndyCar, yeah, which for is big. IndyCar is big. Well, it's doing. Ratings it's, are so confusing to me, to be honest. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It's doing better than the Na- NASCAR Craftsman t- Truck Series 
right. and the uh, doing just slightly worse than the Xfinity series. Mm. What okay. do you think the overlap is between people watching IndyCar and F1? Like, is it the same young demographic, or is it the same old people watching IndyCar? It does NASCAR? not go into a brief description, but I don't think I think there are more young people watching IndyCar. Yeah, more of a than, future there. There's I, more of a future in IndyCar. I, yeah, I think what he's going off. I think there's more people watching IndyCar and F1 than IndyCar uh, than Formula One and NASCAR. I think yeah, that's a better. I think that's true. I think that mm. the open wheel thing is still. Yeah. There with that, but it's hip with the kids, yo. It's interesting as business majors as ourselves know. It's just kind of an interesting thing to just. Oh, look yeah, I'm I'm included in that and too. And Danner, Ben's just the Ben's just the odd one out. What's Ooh. your major again, Ben? Like arts and crafts. crafts? Arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. That's right. No comment. The business majors are fighting back. Um, <laughs> you all eat crayons. I don't want to hear it. We use I, them. We don't I don't even them. like crayons, Ben. They oh, don't even taste good. My bad. I markers. Eat the, I eat the, the markers more your speed. I eat the, the no the Play-Doh. Markers. Oh, the Play-Doh. The Play-Doh. Okay. You dip you dip the hey, markers yeah. in the Play-Doh. I will say this. Uh NHRA's Camping World Drag Racing Series. 597,000. Drag racing is mad boring in my opinion. Though. Yes, but I, you can't tell me that's not a lot of numbers to watch drag racing. That's a lot of people who are watch. watching that. Honestly. From, is that just from, American ratings? Yeah. Yes, it's just American. Jeez. Up from 324,000. My goodness. The previous weeks. As long uh, as they're still coming out with Fast and Furious movies, people are still going to watch drag racing. I was a big fan of Dumbest Stuff on Wheels as a kid. Anyone remember that show? It was on the Speed Network. Yes. No. It was an awesome show. Dumbest Stuff on Wheels. Dumbest Stuff on Wheels. I remember that. Really this wish. is a great podcast. I really wish we could still have the Speed Network. Nah. That was so cool. They used I to have no awesome. clue what y'all are talking about. You don't remember Speed? They used to have I guess no, not. They used to have a um like a NASCAR like speed or like an F one uh, or Fox studio right outside of the NASCAR Hall of Fame that like, they like broadcasted radio shows from daily like from the Hall of Fame you could look into it and see in it. Charlotte yeah oh, Jimmy cool. Spencer used to just like sit there and smoke cigars yeah and talk about NASCAR let me tell you why no one ever gonna pass three <laughs> uh, I miss fun. speed so much I do too I miss that network their coverage was elite. However, that is going to do it all our talk for the radi- the ratings today. When we come back, our final segment of the show, is there a change to the sprint race coming? Well, we might have to see it in Baku. So what does that mean? Do not go anywhere. We'll explain it all when we come back. Final segment of the show is coming up. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Bradley Basin studio. You're listening to Smooth Operators. Riggs is dancing. And Tiger just hit a ball into a fan's shin. That's cool. What? Did he really? Play yeah. it where it lies, you baby. You just watched Play that happen live. There is a tiger playing golf at the mat. No, I'm kidding. Is it's it an Auburn that. tiger? It is an Auburn tiger. War Eagle. I'm just no, kidding. No, it's Auburn's not had a good PGA professional since Duffner. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's been a bit. That's why Justin Thomas is really good. But hey. we're, yeah, Well, you do it. You, you, you go ahead. Anyway, last segment of the show, what we're talking about is the Baku Grand Prix and what they changed for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. F1 teams agree on changes to sprint race format. For the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, this is of Nate Saunders of ESPN.com. It will feature a new sprint format of the Azerbaijan Grand Prix after a unanimous agreement among the teams to make a change. Pending official ratification of the change, F1 is dropping Saturday's practice session, which usually precedes the sprint race, in favor of a standalone qualifying session for that event. It means Friday's oh. qualifying session will now set the race for the Grand Prix on Sunday, with the outcome of the sprint having no bearing on how a driver starts the main race. Wait, what? 
That's crazy. The Wait, top. so they just award points? Okay, yeah, so the, the sprint race is just for points and not for qualifying. So that's position. interesting. I didn't read all the article. I thought they were just getting rid of the practice. But here's what it means. Now the top eight finishers will, in a sprint race will still receive points handed out 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The schedule over sprint weekend will now run as follows. Friday there will be a practice session one. Qualifying will be on Friday. Then we will have Saturday sprint qualifying followed by the sprint race also on the same day. And Sunday is the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. So one only one practice session for this entire race. Usually, if you're not new to F1, there are three practice sessions for each weekend. This one, we only have four. So there's going to be two separate qualifyings, one for the race and then one for the sprint. I did not know that. That is an interesting change. But apparently, it's one of the um, – every F1 team, since it said used unanimous among the teams, even though – the format is still controversial. Reigning world champion Max Verstappen is one of the biggest critics of the sprint concept. I mean, yeah, you're you're making that sprint race into basically what they do in F2, which is you have you have qualifying race one, race two, feature race, which is a longer distance. You're essentially making that race into a non-championship but points-giving race, like they used to do in the old days at some circuits that weren't like not every team would show up to they still award points for it if you did show mm-hmm. that's you know they're sure. doing this they're doing this to save carbon they're doing this to lower yeah. their emissions by having by having instead of one session at top speed and then a race at top speed now they're having every session at yeah. top speed yeah it, it seems like because this is the longest calendar as well have they changed the regulations on like components that you isn't can the use? tie for longest though still technically or is it by distance we're talking about no, there's the most races this yeah, year than, the any, races. than any other year. Like the longest season. And if they're doing stuff like this, that's that's more wear on the on the components. Isn't it last year yeah. the same as well? Twenty three races. No, last year, they got rid of Paul last year was twenty two. This is twenty four. But in that minus so got, China. So they got rid of Paul Ricard. They didn't have China last year. No. And they added uh, Las Vegas. So what did they, they add? added? Vegas and Singapore is back. Oh yeah, Singapore, Singapore is back. Yeah. I love Singapore. Sepang is one of my favorite tracks. Are they not changing the regulations on that though? No. I do not know. But yes, so the qualifying session is now practice qualifying, sprint qualifying, sprint race, and Azerbaijan Grand Prix. So what do y'all think about the two separate qualifying sessions for each? I think it's kind of ridiculous. You qualify for the race on Friday and then you do a pointless race on Saturday. Yeah. It seems like they're just it's just two races. It's way too much in favor of uh entertainment more car on track though yeah more car, more racing so happy ben but right. also like in terms of ferrari has to win one of those right boy hey come on I man know. i just wanted you to talk the more, race, the more races there are the more the ferrari will win no i was already about to be negative because i don't believe in this sort of stuff because <laughs> it's something that yield stock stock car racing nascar would do try to get more ratings on your product because you sell the uh, rights to do tv for way too much um but yeah, this is just extra racing that has no effect. Like you're just trying to draw in cheap cheap views and it could affect your main race on Sunday. Mm. Hmm. Am I wrong? No, you're I not. I think you're right. It if somebody might, suffers it might damage, draw views away from the If race. somebody like has a big crash on Saturday, they're not their qualifying on Friday is going to be completely pointless. Some teams may have to start from the pit lane. Like I just think it's I think it's too much. <clears throat> yeah. It's too much, too much advertisement time. I also want to say that in 2021, Signs did in fact outscore Leclerc by five and a half points. Damn, yeah, he was correct. right about that. That was two segments Dan. ago, but he remembered. Thank you. Yeah. I remembered. I remember everything. You remember. You remembered. Yeah. 
as we get. Oh the my gosh! Thank you. We get the applause from. Oh me. wow! Can I get the what Noah sound real quick? What? This is great <laughs> podcasting. We are so, we're so good at this. Award-winning journalism. True profession. <laughs> 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 Did not expect the vine boom to really? come out here. <laughs> oh man! Do you have Do you have the scream like the? Ah! No, we do not have that. Uh, do the vine boom again. Also, can we talk? <laughs> also, can we? T- <laughs> We talk about the war in Azerbaijan, and they're still doing a race in Azerbaijan. Uh, this is no. an outrage. Okay, uh, we no, won't talk. We're about not going to talk about that. I guess geopolitical combat. I'm not a world-renowned politi- uh, I'm not a world-renowned uh, educated person. Okay, we so won't talk about, about it. The FIA, the FIA is not hypocritical. At my all, my God, the, there were mis- no, there was a missile perfect, that hit the Aramco really oil facility last year, and they still race. They're going to race. <laughs> well, they didn't. Do, they didn't race in Russia. But hey, not an active. <laughs> we we have the important stuff on this podcast. Okay. Um, humor, humor, and a distraction from some stuff. But nonetheless, nonetheless, so this, I imagine from what it sounds like right now, it's just changing for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. But I imagine if it goes well here, they're going to keep it the same for the rest of the sprint races this year. And the other sprint races are what? It goes Imola. Hang on, I'll get it right here. It's Imola. It is Imola. One's Imola, one's Baku, and there's Imola, they had, they had, Baku. Did they make it six races this year with it? I thought it was six. Gosh, uh, it's it is Azerbaijan, Austria, Belgium. Yes, the Red Bull Ring. That's later. Guitar. Quater. United States, otherwise known as Circuit of the Americas, and Interlagos down in Brazil. Quater. Quater. How do you say it? <laughs> Qatar. Qatar. <laughs> we just had a World Cup there. Listen here, buddy. <laughs> that was definitely the most. Legit World Cup hey, ever. As, hey, as someone whose team soccer team is being looked at to being by by Qatar, I am all in favor of Qatar right now. Pro Wait, Qatar. What? Wait, what? Qatar's Man- buying Man U. Yeah, they're thinking about it. Wow. I love that a country can just do that. Like, or it's some dude, but he's like really high up, and he made a lot of his money from the World Cup. So shout out him. Uh, um, yeah, I don't want to hear it from Tottenham fans over here. I'm not a Tottenham fan. You, you just strike me as a. Tottenham hey, let's fan. talk about let's talk about F1. Yeah, so speaking Stop of trying Tottenham. to get us back on track, <laughs> man. You're new here. Don't 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 disrupt the flow of the randomness. Um Yeah, so <laughs> But do you think this is gonna happen? do you think this format's gonna stay the same throughout the rest of the year? I hope not. I hope it's just for one race because it's uh, it's such a clown show. It really is. Um that I, that may just be my opinion on it. I'd like them to do this, where it's just one qualifying <laughs> session for both, where the sprint race does not matter for the positioning of the race, where I'd like it to go practice sprint qualifying um no how about this i could go practice uh practice qualifying sprint race the same day and then go uh race on sunday i think that's and the go best. race on sunday with the positions that you're in qualifying exactly and not the sprint i think that's the best way to do it i think i think they're trying to figure out a way i think that's why some of the drivers may not like it like max I'll just say get rid of the drs and then make it that make it be the regular format well the red bull's gonna get win like every race win. by 90 huh Get rid of DRS win. Win? I mean, for the rest of the season. Oh. Or just not run it during the sprint. Because the sprint's already essentially pointless to how you qualify for the race, which is where the big points are. So I figured it'd be it'd be a lot more beneficial for the racing itself to disable DRS the entire sprint race. And have it okay, be, that's have it be purely overtaking base. The entire sprint race. Yeah, like you you could pass you can pass by being a better driver, not by being within a certain amount of time. Or having a Red Bull. Yeah, or having or a Red Bull. You yeah. could have a Red yeah. Bull, too. 
But that is going to do it for our show today. We want to thank Dana for coming on. We'll get you back on here eventually. But for all that we have time today, if you missed any of today's show, you can check it out on the podcast platform of your choice later on today if you feel so inclined. We'll see you again back here next week, same time, same place, 1 p.m. Central Time on Weagle FM, 91.1 FM. But until next time, for Ben McClurkin, Noah Phillips, I'm Greg Swankberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle, 91.1 FM. Have a great Easter weekend, everyone, and War Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.